This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week, I'm talking about making positive changes in a way that is doable, enjoyable, lasting, and gets you to a place where you are feeling better. I'm excited to dive in, but first, I want to ask you a favor. Would you take a one-question survey for me? I recently went down from five episodes a week to three episodes a week, and I'm just curious, how's that working out for you? I'm including a link to the survey in the podcast notes that are right in your podcast app. So you just click on it. There's one mandatory question. And then I have some other optional questions that I would really love to know your answers to. It will help me know you better, help me do some planning for the future. If you have time to answer more than one question, I super appreciate it in advance. Thank you. So before I get started, I just want to be clear about something. And that is that there is nothing wrong with you as you are. You are what I saw someone on Instagram refer to recently, a beautiful disaster. And you are 100% whole today, now, just the way you are. If you were sick of wishing you were some other way or had some other set of habits, God bless and take the week off from listening. These episodes are not for everyone. They are for you if you've come to realize or are starting to realize that there's some habit you'd like to change, some way you'd like to stop getting in your own way, or some way you'd like to grow. I've been doing a lot of reading about habits and behavior change for a book project that I'm working on that I will be excited to tell you more about as we get closer to publication date. It's for a client. You know, I also work as a ghostwriter. So I've learned some really cool stuff about how to make it easier for yourself to do the things you want to do, especially when those things are new or at least outside your typical day-to-day experience. And since we're early in the new year, when the desire to clean things up and do things differently is still high, but our motivation is already starting to wane, now feels like a good time to share some of these things with you. Today's big idea is that usually when we decide we want to make a change, it's really tempting to want to change everything all at once. We want to eat better, exercise more, sleep better, start meditating, and do it all and do it now when really change is a gate that turns on tiny hinges. You don't need a 100% reversal. You only need one little change that builds on the next and then on the next. And the easier you can make those changes on yourself, the better. Because willpower is a quick burning resource. It's like Kleenex. You cannot roast a turkey on a fire made out of Kleenex. 
You might be able to roast one marshmallow, but only if you completely immerse it in the flames and turn it black. Lasting change requires a slower burning, longer lasting fuel. And ease is just such a fuel. Today, I'm sharing three evidence-based ways to make behavior change easy. And the first one is to put the things that you want to do in plain sight. So let's just imagine that you want to start eating healthier snacks and ditch the chips and cookies that you typically reach for. Well, a really easy way to make this more doable is to put them where you can see them. Put the things that you want to eat where you can see them. So put a pretty bowl of fruit on the counter and cut up some vegetables and put them front and center in your fridge right at eye level in a pretty clear container. The prettiness isn't the compelling part, (laughs) let me say. It's the just being able to see it and being able to easily reach for it. It may seem kind of silly, but food manufacturers pay big bucks to be placed on shelves in the grocery store at eye level. And kids' cereal, they pay big bucks to be on the shelves that are at a kid's eye level. There's a saying that's known as eye level is buy level. And that's also why every store that you go to, including Home Depot and Old Navy and all these places that have no business selling food, line the run up to the checkout counter with all kinds of candy and stuff. Because if you can see it and you're just standing there, odds are you're going to grab it. So put this to good use for you. If you want to exercise more, don't hide your equipment away in a cabinet or a closet. Leave it out and it will help compel you to start using it. If you want to read more, get your reading glasses and a stack of books and leave them on your bedside table or next to your favorite chair or even next to the remote on your TV so that you'll be reminded of your desire. I know a lot of us like a decluttered look. I certainly do. (laughs) But what I've noticed from having kids is that the toys that are nicely organized in a drawer never get played with. We're kind of past the toy stage now, but we have a lot of cool one-person games like Canoodle or Rush Hour or these magnetic rods and balls that you can build with. And when I leave one of these things out on the coffee table, the kids pick those up instead of their phones. So you have to tolerate a little bit of stuff being in plain view, but I tell myself that having a puzzle on our dining table or my hand weights sitting on the floor of my office is just evidence of our interests. I've got two more ways to make your new behaviors easy to do right after this break, so stick around. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Okay, the second way to make behavior change easy is to sign up for things that are nearby. One of the books that I read recently is called Good Habits, Bad Habits by Wendy Wood. And she talked about a study that found that an extra distance of just a half a mile made people go to the gym significantly less. So just a half a mile. So let's say you want to work out more. If there's a gym at the bottom of your street that maybe doesn't totally speak to you and a nicer gym across town, save your money, save your gas and go with the one that's just okay because you'll be much more likely to go. Maybe you are very sensitive to environments and you really need a pretty space to feel inspired. Maybe then driving across town is worth it for you, but maybe there's a place that's decent, but maybe not as glorious as the one that's across town. But this place that's decent is only a couple blocks from you and you could split the difference. Another example is if a new habit you want to start is to talk to a therapist, consider online therapy where you don't have to go anywhere or look for a practice that is close to either work or home. You want to reduce friction as much as possible, or put another way, you want to remove any speed bumps. Distance is a speed bump, as is traffic, parking, and tolls. You can even kill two birds with one stone and maybe find a gym or a therapist that you can walk to, building more movement into your day and reducing some carbon emissions along the way. Think like a Rhode Islander. We're such a small state that anything more than 15 minutes away is too far or as it sounds like in the local accent, too far. (laughs) So stay local. And the third way to make your new habit easier is to stack your habits. That means to yoke the new thing that you want to do to something that you're already doing that is really ingrained, that you're already doing without even thinking about it very much. It's sort of like you're drafting off the automaticness of your well-established habit. So one study looked at people who didn't have a habit of flossing. Half of them were told to floss before they brushed their teeth. The other half were told to floss their teeth after they brushed their teeth. The people who were told to floss before they brushed weren't actually stacking their habits. They had to remember to floss first and then do the automatic thing. Whereas the people who were told to floss after were stacking their habits because brush your teeth without even thinking about it. And then while you're at it, you may as well add flossing to it. This study was a four-week intervention, and at first, both groups flossed about the same amount each week. But eight months later, so seven months after the study ended, the people who stacked the habit and flossed after they brushed were doing it about 11 times a month. And that's compared to the people who flossed before. They only did it about four times a month. So that's almost one-third less just by flossing after the automatic habit instead of trying to remember to do it before. I recently was diagnosed with osteopenia or softening of the bones. It's kind of a precursor to osteoporosis. I found this out because my kids were getting about as tall as me and we were measuring ourselves like crazy. And I noticed that I was an inch shorter than I used to be. So I talked to my doctor about it at my annual visit and they were like, well, this probably isn't due to bone loss, but let's get you a DEXA scan just to see what's going on. And I got the DEXA scan and turns out I do have osteopenia, not everywhere, but in a couple of places. So I started taking a bone health supplement. I'm not great at taking pills. I just don't like taking pills. I always forget after a while, 
But this time I put them right next to the tea kettle, which is something that I reach for every single day. And I am happy to report that I have been taking the pills for about two months now. So we'll see in another four months if they made a difference, but at least this way I know that I'm doing what I need to do. And it wasn't all that hard, despite the fact that I have a terrible track record with taking pills, because I remembered to put them near the tea kettle. A saying that I heard recently is that the easy way is hard enough. So I hope that these three approaches will help you take the easy way to building a new habit that will help you make the changes that you're looking to make. Just to recap, it's to tie the new habit to an old habit that is already automatic. Sign up for things that are nearby and really milk convenience. And put the things that you want to choose in plain sight. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 